Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Bobby's Bites. So this week's Parsha is Parsha's Karah. And which also happens to be my Bar Mitzvah Parsha. So what happens in this Parsha? In this week's, in this week's Parsha, we have a face-off between Moshe and some rebel rousers, by, led by Korach. And so their main complaint is they don't believe in this hierarchy wherein Aaron is a high priest and then the, the general Kohanim and then the, the Levites and, the, and all the Jews and so on. That, right? They, they say, Moses, we don't like this. We're, we're, not, we're not a part of this. Fine. So in order to figure out who's right, well, Moshe obviously is, is correct, right? Ordained by God. But to, to, to resolve this dispute... Moshe tells them to offer up incense. She says, you offer up incense, Aaron offers up incense, and the one who's received is obviously the one who's right. So what ends up happening is Aaron's is received, and Korach and his brigade of people, his minions, they all perish in different ways. Some get burnt up to a crisp, and some get swallowed up by the ground. However, Korah gets both of them. He gets burnt up and then he gets swallowed down by the ground. And that's the end of the situation. The whole thing is resolved. So, the Rebbe asks a question on this. Why did Korah get both these punishments? We learn, we know that the pun- punishments fit the crime, right? The punishment fits the crime. That's the, the saying, right? So, what in these punishments is fits the crime that Korah committed? Well, it couldn't have been the, the bringing of the incense because really that was just a test. Like that's what Moses told him to do, right? So realistically, it was in line. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to be the one doing it, but it was with it was it was to figure out who's who and what's what. Fine. So what what what's the idea here. The Rebbe says the, the punishment fits the crime and the crime is not just the act of bringing in, not just the act of bringing the Ketorah, but the entire MO of Korah, his entire ideology and motivation that brought him to bring, this, to bring the incense, which is that of defying Moshe. So then, what, what was his defiance? What was his complaint against Moshe? It wasn't just that Aaron was his brother and he's like, oh, you know, that's your brother. Uh, you should pick somebody else, somebody from... No, it was, he's like, there, these roles, these social constructs that, we, that you're creating of having this person arbitrarily more, more holy than another person, they're, they're irrelevant. They're not useful. They don't bring unity. They don't bring togetherness. They cause division. And so his whole complaint his whole mo was saying we don't need these divisions we don't need these barriers we don't need these roles we don't need these social constructs saying that you are x i am y and he or she is z or they maybe that's what we're talking about who knows um (laughs) so that's what he was saying that these constructs these divisions don't bring unity. 
don't bring togetherness, don't bring peace. And he wanted to get rid of them. He said, we don't need them. That's what he, that's what he was saying. But what he was also, he wasn't just arguing with Moses, but he was arguing with God. He was arguing with the entire foundation of creation, which is that things are divisive. And they're not devices in a negative sense, but things just are different from each other. They work out to be that way. But in that, they create unity. And how do I mean by that? Well, what we mean by that is that everything has an inherent value, an inherent worth, an inherent utility to it. And everyone has an inherent utility and purpose and potential to them. And everyone, yes, like Coracle was saying, is inherently valuable. Everyone is connected to God. Everyone does have this holy spark within them that is unchangeable. That he was correct and he was, and he was right about. Right? And he was saying, let's cut, the, let's cut the whole middleman. Just make everyone equal already. Because everyone all is already equal. Why do we have to have these divisions to create, to, 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 for in the future there to be this utopian society? When Messiah comes, right? We want it now. Just, just divide it now. But no. The point is, how do we create this unity? How do we create this, this, this society, this utopia that we all dream about? And this is prevalent. This is a prevalent thought today, which people are saying, everyone is inherently valuable. Yes, they are. But you have to know your place. You have to know your position in life. And this is what Korach misunderstood is that this division is what brings this unity. Like in a painting, you have a multitude of colors. Each color with different gradients, you mix it to different extents, red, green, yellow, maybe a little bit of orange, maybe some brown, right? You're making a landscape. Individually, they're just colors. Individually, they're just little brush strokes, little tiny glosses of, of color and texture and paint, right? But when they come together, when they come together in a, in, a, in a structured, in a particular and restricted way where you, where you calculate your intent, you calculate the positioning of each of these individual colors, you get a masterpiece. And we see this, we've, the Mona Lisa, Van Gogh's Starry Night. They're incredible works of art. But what happens if you take that same paint? You take that same paint and you just mush it all together. You get black. You get a disgusting color. And Korach's idea was that we're all the same. We're all the same and that it's always gonna, it's, it's all going to create a beautiful picture anyways. So why do we have to have it structured that way? Why do we have to have this structure? If we're gonna, if, if at the end of it all, there's gonna be this utopia. Well, to get this utopia, to get that beautiful picture, every color has to serve its purpose. Every color has to serve its role. Every color has a position and a place in time and a place to be. Pekhava says there's, there, always, there is no man without, without his hour. A person can go their entire life without having some sort of significance, but at the end of it all, they'll see that they play one of the most significant roles in weaving the fabric of creation and weaving the fabric of humanity together. We don't understand the things that we do because we just do them. We live our life. 
but they're, they're, uh, they're of the utmost importance. But the, the way we weave that fabric of, of togetherness, the way we weave that fabric of humanity together is by understanding who we are, understanding where we come from, that we, we are not the same. In the, in the fact that we all share this human experience, yes, we are the same. In the fact that we all have the, the same goal, we are the same. We have the goal of creating this beautiful world, of creating a world of peace, love, and happiness. But we are not the same in where we come from. We are not the same in the way we speak, talk. In, in, in psychology, when we study people, we account for individual differences. That there is always a little bit of error because whenever you test somebody, no matter how objective the study is, there will always be some sort of signal error because nobody is the same. Somebody, somebody talks a bit faster, somebody talks a bit slower, somebody maybe woke up a little bit groggy that day. So you can never test somebody 100%. And the, the, the circumstances in which a person develops, this, the experiences a person has, they are different. And even more so, twin studies. When we study twins, we account for 50% genetic shared shared potential. That twins are the same, about 50%. The rest of the percentage is unaccounted for, or rather it is accounted for, but not with respect to something that is genetic. But we, we know that twins come from, identical twins that is, come from the, the same, it's a split egg. <clears throat> monozygotic and yet they're never totally identical their their temperaments are different to an extent their likes are different to an extent they're never wholly the same why because the experiences their souls they are different though they come from the exact same place and that speaks of something that speaks of the the foundation of the universe, the foundation of creation, the way creation is, where God created the world with 10 utterances, not just one, with something that is a multitude, something that is many. And this is our world. This is the world that we live in. So we don't live in this world of sameness. We don't live in this world of arbitrary social constructs where we're saying, oh, you know what? This person could be a, a Levite or they could be, if they wanted to, they could be an Israelite. And the Kohen, well, he could be he could be a, a, a not a Kohen or, 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 or an Israelite. But the fact is that we each have a position we're born into. We each have potentials we're born into. And what Korach did was say that those things that you have, they're arbitrary. It doesn't matter. These, the, the, the goal, yeah, we all have that same goal. You're good no matter what. There's, there's, we, 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 we have to be all the same. No, none of these divisions. But what he did by doing that was kill off the, the creator's desire for that person. That's why he got burnt. That's the fire. He, got, he, burnt, he, he burnt out all the exterior. The, the creator's desire for what you want, wh why he placed you in a specific place, why you're in a specific body, why you're a specific gender, why you're in a specific job, why you think a certain way, why you speak a certain way, why you love a certain way, why you sing a certain way, why you do everything a certain way is because it was positioned for that. But when you start saying, no, actually, I, I want to be something else, well, then you kill off that spark. And not only that, then you get buried alive by the world.
And this is what the world is facing today. An, a, a fundamental existential crisis where no one knows who they are because everyone says that you can be somebody else. All you have to do is decide it, feel it, wake up one morning and you're a new person. But that's not true. Because like it or not, we're born in one body and we die in one body. This is our reality. We're born in one, with one set of parents, we're born with one set of siblings, we're born with, with, yes, we can change our friends, but we're born with this experiences we have and we can never go back in time and change them. And some of them might be great and some of them might be terrible, but they teach us something about ourselves and they uncover this latent potential. It lies in wait for you every corner you turn in life. And so what Korach did or what, what he wanted to do was destroy the world, bring it into chaos, which, which is the antithesis of beauty, the antithesis of creation, where things sprout forth with divine diversity. The animal kingdom has innumerous amounts of bugs. The, the world has a numerous amount, uh, 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 amount of diverse creatures that all do such intricate jobs that we don't even understand. But it makes our world work. It makes our world turn. You always need a buyer and you always need a seller. Sure, they can, they can, someone could be a buyer at one time and a seller at another time. But, that, but fundamentally, we, we live in a world where we need to be a certain way because we are a certain way. And we have the purpose. Animals don't think. They don't have conscious thought. Like humans do. They, don't, they can choose. An ant's job is always to be an ant. A cat's job is always to be a cat. A dog's job is always to be a dog. But for better or worse, we can choose our fate. And in this, this is how we bring unity. By understanding wholly our potential. Understanding wholly who we are introspecting and, 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 and saying, I am who I am and being proud of it. That's pride. Being proud of who you are, what you have, and why you are, the, and, 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 why you are and what you are and how you are, that you're a part of God. And, and you have a specific thing that you bring to the world, like an ant, like a dog, like a cat, but in your specific way that no one else can bring. And when you actualize that, then that is putting the paint on the canvas in a calculated and masterful way and you paint the picture. A rainbow is a bunch of colors, but together, when put through a prism, they become white light. And each one of them can only ever be its color, but it is only together that they create this masterful white light that they create the light that we see every day, but it's only separated that we see the beautiful colors that make up the life and light that we see on a daily basis. So that's why Korah got these two punishments. It was neged mita. it was measure for measure in the sense that he, <clears throat> sorry, in the sense that he wanted to destroy the God-given purpose that every single person has, and that was that fire that took him out. And the, he got swallowed up. Why? Because this is, this is the, the part of everyone the, that, gets swall, that gets swallowed up when that divine person is taken out. And you see this. And I, I, I don't think it's bad to repeat, but you see this today where 
you don't people who don't know what they're what they're what they're doing don't know where they're going don't know what to do don't know how and you just look out into the world and you covet and maybe this is why one of the commandments is do not covet right do not be jealous because why be jealous everyone has a specific set of circumstances you don't know what another person is going through and you don't know what another person has that maybe the potential that 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 they're doing maybe they're squandering and really what we have to do is have these divisions have these categorizations because they come together to form this utopia where everyone is not looking outward but looking inward looking at what they can offer the world not what someone else can offer us not looking at what we what we who we can replace but rather what void in the world there is that we can fill by virtue of the God-given potential and talent that we have been given. And to say that something is just a social construct, something, anything can be changed at a whim because someone feels that it doesn't suit them, because it doesn't feel like it's, it's their, it's, it's their, it, it, it's right for them. Well, maybe some things aren't right. But that's the point of choosing things and finding things that are, that are your thing. But some things are set in stone, in stone. Like the body we're born into. We cannot change it. We cannot, as much as you want, you'd want to alter it, it's always going to be you. The, child you. the child you were born as is the child that you carry with you forever. Your likes, your desires, your voice, they all stay. They might morph in some different way. But the touch of you, the essence of you, will never leave them. No matter how much you want to run and change it into a different body, into a different entity, into a different existence. What we'll always long for, what we'll always be calling out, is the essence of you that, la that lacks, that lays untapped, that is crying out to be revealed into the world like a spot on the canvas waiting to be painted, waiting for that last color to finish it. And this is beauty, and this is true unity. When we all are in togetherness, working together with, within our confines, within our domain, with, within the, 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 the real life that we were given, with, 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 and utilizing these tools that we were given that are inherent to us, the value that's inherent to us, and letting it shine forth, that creates unity. That creates beauty. And while Korach was saying, let's just get there already. Let's get to that utopia. And so take away all the, all, all the things and just throw the paint on the canvas. Well, no. God has a plan. God has a way He wants the world to be painted. And He wants to use each of us, each paint, each color, each brushstroke, each masterful detail with purpose and so may we all merit and may we all dig deep to find out what we're here for what we can offer the world and accent our significance accent our potential to paint the picture of Mashiach Amen